The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening. When's that? Whenever the fuck you decide to listen to this Billy DeVore. And sitting across from me, as always, is... What's good? It's Lee Michael Kimbrell. How you guys feeling out there, Nasty Boys and Girls, across this wide expanse? Oh, love that. They're doing great. They're doing great. Raucous <laughs> applause, man. That feel we only got one set of headphones this week, so Billy's gonna be fully experiencing the drops on the recording side of it. But you know, I can see the joy in his face. He loves his new toy and he loves being able to push a button. <laughs> I think the best part of COVID is just like being able to replicate the live experience from your home. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I see him pressing a button. I don't know what it says, but I know it's it's, it's beautiful. I really just miss going to a ball game and, you know, hearing all the applause after someone hits a dinger, you know? Oh, uh, doesn't that feel good? It's that like feels so it's good. It's like you're right at Great American Ballpark, uh, baby. It's, it's, it's so, like you're there. Thanks it, for coming. It feels so good. Oh, God. When I, you're feeling good and hungry. It's Skyline time. No, it's Nasty Boy time. It's Nasty Boy. The new Nasty Boys at that. And speaking of a Nasty Boy, we have one in our presence. Who is it? Who's here? I don't know. The fuck it. You you might know you might know that those sweet nasally tones from episodes (laughs) past. That's our homeboy Danny Samick. Come back north to roost. I've made my triumphant return to the Queen City. Been uh, in Virginia and Atlanta for the last few months doing a whole bunch of things. I'm. It feels great to be back in the land of Skyline Chili and Hootie Delight. My honestly. man's back. Your boy's back. It's so good. It's so good to have you back. It feels great, man. For an, I've missed y'all. Uh, for an unknown amount of time. Well, we, we kind of missed you. Indefinitely. Uh, yeah, indefinitely. You didn't miss me indefinitely, but I, I'm back indefinitely. That's true. Cincinnati's a good spot to be. If you're on the move and you need to... You know, get to Virginia, get to Atlanta, get to Detroit, get to Chicago. Where we're quite central, baby. It, we it's really so nice. are. Like we're quite central. Like y'all as comics know, and me as gig uh, helper knows. Uh, it, there's so many places you can gig within a day's drive from here. There's oh, dude, so many. It, twenty-four hour, a twenty-four hour drive. Ninety percent of the lower forty-eight. Uh huh. It's beautiful. Now, here's a question. What is gigging right now or in general? In gen- I don't remember. I've never. I, 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 I faintly remember the idea I mean, of a gig. I think yeah. that, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the Men in Black came in front of me with one of those like mind wipers, and like I just seem to have this faint like eternal sunshine like block in my brain of a time where I worked in music and like traveled the world like Large South- crowds, yeah, and like, crowds, t-shirts, yeah. free beer, like. None of, like, it feels so foreign to me, but I just, I don't know, like, my brain seems to, like, recognize that as a thing from the past. Now, what are the odds that Jim Carrey has that machine in his house right now? Very high. Like, astoundingly high. If you follow Jim Carrey's career, there is so much 
just pure chaos there. And like, I'm not judging the dude. Like, shit, I'd probably be that crazy if I made that much money. But also, like, who knows? Maybe he just like instead of smoking a joint or instead of drinking a couple beers, he just puts on that fucking uh, weird like he's getting his hair done helmet and just wakes up without memories and has to reinvent himself every single day. It's so weird that you brought that up. I watched a YouTube video on Jim Carrey today. Oh, shit. What are the odds of that? I don't know, but I wish there was a place I could go to bet on it. (laughs) We are living in the age of the internet, baby, so you need to look no further than logging online. Oh, no shit? Bet online, baby. You know our podcast daddies, and guess what? They need to update their read because the wait is finally over. Football is in full effect. (laughs) We're in the middle of the playoffs with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be able to go to a game this year, but you can still get in on all the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. That includes game spreads and totals to team player and coaching prop bets. Come on. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to BetOnline today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR. To take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses, that's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, quick question for you. So, Lee, you were saying that they have more props than anyone. More props. Yeah. Do you think that I could bet whether or not Andrew Stevens loses his virginity in the next six months on there? <laughs> Is, do you think that's possible? You might have to get into the deep web version of Bet Online. I have. You can I have go tour. to you can go to the uh, the you know the deep Bet Online. That might be there. <laughs> BetOnline.tor. Yeah, 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 no shit. <laughs> All right, sick. Uh, well, I would put any amount of money that Andrew Stevens wore me in a virgin for the next six months. The pandemic yeah. does not point to it, it. It doesn't look good for old AT. But no, and I, I love the dude, but like when you're like when the floor of what you'd consider dating is Zion Stevenson, like you're gonna have problems there, bud. Like that's such a or Zion. Did I say Zion Stevenson? Yeah, Zion yeah. Williamson. Yeah, I meant Zion Williamson. Uh, <laughs> God. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, anyways, I'm shook now, but it's like. You can't expect Zion Williamson to want a pasty, scrawny boy like Andrew. But here's the thing. Signs are pointing to his penis because of how yoked he is now. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's yoked and he wears a robe and, like, he has a great office with a bunch of art prints. Like, I don't know. Like, I would fuck him, but, like, I don't know if anyone else would. Right. You guys would for financial reasons. Yeah, absolutely. We love our pod daddy. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, like any good Midwestern guys like we all are, it's like I I had this conversation in Atlanta. Uh, There's just something that people don't get about growing up in the Midwest, and it's like we show respect to our fathers a different way than most, and it's like... By sucking their dick. No, exactly. Like We grow up, and like when you shower with your dad, you just suck his dick to show respect and thank him for how much he's done for you. I showered with my dad until I was 14. I showered with my dad until I was 24. I showered with my dad last week. Yeah, no, see, it's a whole thing. No, it's a thing. You just suck his dick just to thank him. It is... (laughs) I think, hold on, I think I got some of my molars right now. No, like, that, like, like what? What is what is a better way to show your dad that you're appreciative for all he's done for you and for all of the life lessons that he's taught you and the way he's financially supported you than to drain your like your future selves from his ballsack? 
Yeah, yeah. With, the, with that sweet smell of Irish Springs in the background. God, it's it's just it's it's as it's as American as apple pie, and the rest of this country doesn't really get it. Right. A lot of guys don't get it. You need fifty percent of you, a hundred percent in your mouth. No, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what you need. I like. I just. I'm glad that we're on the same page here. Like I, I knew. Like I know why. Like I love you guys, like brothers. But it's like it's clear that like we think about things the same way. You know. Do you guys True. have any like? You know those weird little, whether they're fabricated in our own mind or not, you know those weird little like flashbulb memories that you have? Oh, yeah. That you can just like pull up from when you were little? Yeah. Do you guys, I have like, I can, I have like vivid memories of just being full naked in the shower with my dad. Uh-huh. Like pretty much penis level. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you look, and you, it, yeah, I just, I remember that. So vividly, yeah. I just remember looking. <laughs> it's so weird. Like there was a the first shower I so ever, much hair. The first shower yeah. I ever took, like when I graduated from mm-hmm. baths, I just hopped in there with my sh- with my dad, and he just picked me up because I wasn't really vibing with the water. I was like, Nah, I don't know about this. Let's go back to a stagnant pool, <laughs> you know. And he just picked me up and like held my face like right in the shower head, and I just remember. Just squirming and, and wiggling and crying and just I don't know. Looking back on it, what a strange thing it is to be a dad. Well, oh, and now yeah. it's like, and, and now like looking back on it, like now it's like we're adults. We get real drunk. We wake up the next morning. We jump in the shower, and there is nothing better than that. Yeah, there's you, nothing better than that. What I remember is like is is my is just being eye level with my dad's dick just looking like a fuzzy door knocker right at right, eye level right there and then him looking like all right you're turn to get my back and then just having to scrub my dad's back that's a whole different level i don't know if i ever bathed my father yeah i don't yeah. think i ever did i think he bathed me probably because like, i was a kid if i got to the point in my life where bathing my father would be a thing that would be in play i would just i don't care where i was financially or where he was financially he'd mm-hmm. be in a home at that point well that's the thing he would look back at me and say just getting you ready for when you got to put me in a home and i'm like that's not my job at that point no like, good joke great have a i have- don't even know what that means yeah. i'm just <laughs> naked washing my naked father <laughs> staring at his steam filled slippery tiny room <laughs> <laughs> you just don't understand yeah, being a kid so fucking confusing. In this half-finished bathroom where there's an exposed wall, he's like, ah, I'll get around the drywall of it. I don't know. My family is definitely like taking the approach of doing the work of the home. Like, I don't know. My grand, my, my Bob Bob died quickly, so we didn't get the chance. B died with hospice, surrounded by her family. And then with Pop and Nana, I mean, all their kids are nurses. Right. So it's like I have. They've I, got it made, dude. It is the best thing in the world. It, it it is a really. It's a. It's been a cool thing to participate in, like yeah, bathing someone, like this guy who used I'm to revere. More, dude, it is. It will shift your perspective forever. Just like looking at it. I don't know. You wonder why the Joker turned out to be to be the way he did. It's like there was like three scenes in that movie where he bathed his mother. Yeah, that's a different situation. You know, I guess what I'm talking about someone like on death's door. Who you you know, who's like this big larger than life figure and then you're just like I'm wiping your ass right now. <laughs> It it'll it just shocks you. I'm 25 percent you, and I have to clean your gooch. Yeah, man, it's fucking it's crazy. But if you go full blown Norman Bates, 
Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker, and like bathe your mom who's 55 just because she has schizophrenia and no health insurance that's, and is clinically obese, that's a she whole wasn't different obese. level of fucked upness. She wasn't obese, to be fair, but very fragile person. Definitely needed to be bathed. Like, I, I can't imagine. And, like, you wonder why he fantasized and, like, created this alternate reality where he's dating his neighbor. Because literally his only existence is bathing his mom, who's not even old enough to really deserve a bath. Dude, that is something that's, like, killed me over the COVID era is, like, an overload to my empathy nodes. Yeah. It's, it's just, like, thinking about people's lives. You have all this time to sit there, and it's like, yeah, we, we think about ourselves plenty, but... Ultimately, you just go off and you think about others, other people's lives. And I drove for Lyft a little bit, and you pick up these people, and you see their circumstances, and you're just like, oh, my God, everyone is hurting so bad. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, so, so my, my empathy muscle is just, like, calcified, and now I can't cry. No, I'm dead inside. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> 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 oh man, I can't hear it, but it's almost funnier to not hear the drop just, and just see know. Billy's Cheshire cat smile whenever he <laughs> smashes down one of his fingies on the button. I love how I like slowly looked at both of you and waited for you to say this so sad and depressing I statement know, man. and then just follow it with yeah, oh, and God. we're back. Is that the one that sounds like uh, Jock yeah, Rock Radio? This shit? is Boner Jams and the Dweeb. <laughs> Boner, Jam- Boner Jams <laughs> and the Dweeb on 69.420 FM. Hey, Hello. welcome for your 7 a.m. drive. That's a hell of a life. That's that's God. the move. Shock, shock Jock Radio, shock, DJ. Shock Radio. Dude, Cock Rock Radio, I'm in. That is, that is, you know what? I missed my calling. No, it's with so this easy. Soundboard, with this soundboard now that I have... I totally screwed you the have pooch. a four you have a four pad <laughs> sample pad I know imagine if you, I had a hundred yeah exactly like so uh, when I was out with Phoebe Bridgers her drummer Marshall he has the SPDX pad which it's I believe it's uh, six and there's like four different banks that you can do so you just press a button and it goes to bank two so each one of the six is a different one oh. he had a whole row of like a whole like slate of six samples that were lines from the room and there was one show where it was like it's Phoebe Bridgers all of her songs are just fucking beautiful <laughs> yeah. just pressing sad shit and he forgot to switch the bank of samples and in the middle of one of the these beautiful depressing grammy nominated songs just comes oh hi mark (laughs) i lost it everybody lost that's so fucking funny i've watched the room a couple times over covid era it's the perfect movie it is truly fascinating man have you watched the disaster artist yeah i did so fantastic i like watching them back to back it's great but disaster artist definitely stands alone on itself in a good movie it's actually a good movie i i like it a lot i love the franco brothers dude i i just love the idea of brothers on a set oh yeah and just how weird they had to get so how far they especially james playing uh playing tommy oh yeah you know like you have to get in there man one of my weird discoveries during quarantine was uh the tommy wiseau has 
a very robust merch operation for the room. I believe that. There is so much good shit, including panties, hoodies, hats, footballs, everything. Oh, I believe it, man. Oh, footballs. That's genius. Well, it, it, it is so crazy. And when the, the disaster artist starts, they have all those current actors talking about it. It really is hard to put your finger on what the room did to make it you know, one of the longest-lasting, most classic movies ever. I mean, it's it's no different. It's the Trump presidency of movies. There was so much money and hype and everything that went into it, only for it to be an absolute, unmitigated disaster. Yeah. Like, it, it, there was so fucking much money, and it was just pure hubris. There was not a thing that went into it. There were two... There were two like, no different than any other sort of art. There's so many hands in the pot that make it the beauty that it is. But with The Room, there were only two factors. Just one dude. Money and hubris. Yeah. And that is a horrible concoction, and The Room is the perfect embodiment of that. Because Tommy pulled every single string. Or... He didn't have strings, he just had money. Yeah, right. no, but I'm saying, as far as, like, the, the hubris, what you were saying, it's like... What makes a piece of art, especially a movie, so good is that there's so many people pouring their shit uh-huh. into it that it all kind of leaks out into this connected, unified experience. But Tommy just had all of the money and all of the power. Like no, oh, yeah. Like no one had a single say in anything other than that one dude who is insane. Yeah, it's like, oh. it, like the, the Beatles, the reason why the Beatles were great is because you had those dudes who were all just so incredibly gifted in their own ways. And every single Beatles song was a perfect reflection of the talent of George, John, Paul, and Ringo. And with The Room, you didn't even have a Ringo. You just had Tommy and a wad of cash. Yeah, or he did it all on purpose. He See, knew exactly is, what he was doing. That is a really interesting angle, too. Because he's fooling, he's like, these people are all stupid. I could just be this character with all of this money but is, and then but flip he, it. Do you, could that be possible? Is it like 100%. The, lo- the longest con of all time? Yes. I don't of think course. he's, I don't see, here's the thing, like, anybody that puts themselves in that amount of vulnerability, the amount of vulnerability, like, y'all are comics, you know how it goes, it's like, to put yourself as the one person on stage requires so much self-awareness and comfortability with vulnerability. And just the amount of money and work that he put into that and the stories that people had from the set of that, I don't think that's the case because if he was making it, if it was a long con, he would have behaved differently. But the fact that Based on everything I've read about that movie, based on the disaster artist, based on everything I've seen about it, every single thing that he did in that movie was done with convic- was done earnest. with conviction. It was earnest. It was convict. It was full conviction. It was a full send from beginning to end. But and that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> well, there's also think about it this way too. Andy Kaufman did the same thing. Yeah, all the way through and through, wrestled women, and then went on to late night shows and and like screamed at people, screamed and fist fought a wrestler. Yeah, a professional wrestler after he was wrestling women, like all of these layers, and then he died in quotes. Come on, yeah, that's. I mean, that's the other thing. So I totally could buy that this is the longest con of all time. 
because you could just see other other artists doing it. Well, okay, what if? <laughs> okay, speaking of long cons, what if somebody, you know, Kaiser Sose from The Usual Suspects? What if somebody did that long con and played like physically and slightly mentally challenged for like a decade for a con? So like the Ringer, but, but times it, ten. But it yeah, didn't work out. So you, <laughs> so you just act. You just acted. Like developmentally challenged <laughs> for fifteen of your life, fifteen years of your life for some like jewel heist, and then <laughs> you get caught. You have to be like, yeah, my name's John. I I don't know. I fucked. I'm up. fine. I I'm fucked fully up. about my faculties. I don't know what you want me to say. I really fucked up, man. I don't know what to do. It's like, I mean, it, it's it's at, like the commitment to. Like what? What's the word? I'm, uh, the uh, method acting yeah. commitment to the method acting is something to behold. Like you have on one side Heath Ledger, who is an artist of artists, was an artist of artists. Like especially just, in the Knight's Tale, you know what a classic. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> just, shit. But <laughs> ten a, things I hate about you. A tremendous actor who got so into his character that he took his it own life. Him. It killed his art. Killed him. But it's like, to me, looking at Heath Ledger's Joker, pure darkness, it's still not even a fraction as dark as everything Tommy Wiseau did. Yeah. You have to, tr- like, even if it was a long con, you truly have to be fucked to do that for a minute, let alone as long as this been. Yeah, that's Good. what I think. It's not. It can't be real. Speaking of method acting, what about old Shia LaBeouf? Oh God! Oh, with the chest tattoo. He dug himself into a hole. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Dig a hole, hole, hole. He just got in trouble. Uh, what's her name? FKA Twigs. Yeah. She came out, said some pretty awful stuff that they were doing. He was doing within their relationship, but also that role that he got. Yeah. Where he got the full chest piece and torso piece. Also. To get into care, like he completely went off his rocker. He would leave the house in the middle of the night, go out into L.A. and kill stray dogs. Jesus Christ! What the fuck? He would go out and kill stray. Wow, dogs. he's finally getting paid to do what he loves. Yeah, man. Yeah, no shit. And that movie is bad. Yeah, that's what I heard. I haven't seen it yet, but like, that is that's another bummer. You talk about like that long con or whatever with usual suspects what if you're an actor and you just go full fucking in method wreck your entire life and then the movie just fully flops yeah tommy lee jones burned half of his face for batman forever yeah (laughs) he's still fucked yeah 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 man i heard that uh uh tom hanks had a lobotomy for forrest gump (laughs) 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 he, he finally came back you know tom hanks actually got COVID for his next role yeah, that's he went all in. Man. Toy Story Five, where Woody dies of COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And then uh, Buzz Lightyear tries to give him the antibodies via anal injection, and it just fails. <laughs> it just doesn't work. And uh, well, did you hear about Arnie Hammer? Army Hammer. Arnie Hammer. Army Hammer. Arnie, like the actor. His name is Army Hammer. Yeah, it's with an M, Bill. What I was saying, Arnie. Yeah, it's Army. Army, Army Hammer. 
know. I don't. Army know. Hammer sounds like something you get issued like as soon as you join. I don't know the story about Army Hammer, but I know that that his name is Army Hammer because his name is Army Hammer. Oh. And once I heard that, I was like, well, that's a name I won't forget. <laughs> yeah. I what an insane fucking name. But what happened to old Army? What happened to Army is someone finally got into his like he. Someone was like, hey, I can't take this anymore. I can't take everyone protecting a sexual predator turns out some lady slid into his dms and he was drunk and he was just like hey um so you're hot or whatever uh, uh god you like aggressive sex i bet i could just choke you hold you down and use you as my slave hold on to you as my slave turns out he had four other women that were just sex slaves that he had and here's the kicker oh god it's humming like crazy uh, kicker, he told a woman he wanted to cut off her toes and keep them in his pockets because the sex was so good. Yeesh. Oh, all right. My man got intense with it. Yeah, that's what Army Hammer looks like, huh? Jeez Louise. I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, dude. What we we haven't? Uh, what's what are we doing technically over there, Bill? We're buzzing again. I don't know what it is, but we are buzzing. Are we buzzing like Maple Leafs second pairing defenseman Jake Muzzin? This or, is sorry. Or are we buzzing like uh, how I was feeling an hour ago when Danny bought a round of Fernet for <laughs> everyone at the hub? Look, unplug and plug your mics back in. Okay. Check, check. One How am I it's, sounding, Papa? It's, it's still there. I gotta buy new cords. Yeah, just get monster cables. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> anywho, um, look, like, you know my MO. I like the people I'm with to have a good time. Every single person that was at the hub is a trusted associate. Wanted everybody to have a good time. I want my trusted associates to have a good time. So I bought the squad a round of Fernet. A round of Fernet, which if you don't know... Explain Fernet. Fernet is basically Jaeger for adults. It One or two shots of it is a good night. Any more than that, it gets real spooky real quick. So does it have like a high ABV? No, it's just bleak. Yeah, it just gets in there. It just really just like soaks in the right way. <laughs> yeah, Fernet. It's got a real minty aftertaste kind of tastes like you just swig some listerine well so i usually do the fernet bronca which is the more herbal one but Lindsay poured the mentha because she wanted to kick the bottle so that's why my ours were like i had a full shot like more more of like basically a shot and a half of mentha and then yours was half and half mentha okay. and bron- bronca very tasty it's delicious bill it is what it is it's gonna be Got what it. it is i know you it's got gonna it? be okay. I'm all right. Sans buzz. Sans, still whatever. We'll just power through it. I'm gonna take the headphones off. There we go. Ah, oh, dude, we're, we got Billy raw dogging us with his ears now, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna get real sick. Watch out. Now it made your hair look really good. Oh, really? Which, by the way, Bill, um, Billy, you were a hair wash every day guy for a while, huh? Yeah, and I switched it up, man. I'm glad you did. We had this talk recently. Last week. It was like, that was one of my resolutions was to wash my hair less. Yeah, no shit, man. You can't be washing every day. So I, for about five years, due to my thinning, I didn't wash maybe once a month, if that. But I don't know. Like When I was in Atlanta, I was basically homebound, working all the time. And I went to Target, and there's a Target in Atlanta with an excellent men's grooming section. Like a full aisle of men's, like, 
body washes, hair, hair like shampoo, hymns, hymns, ooh, shit for him. So I got the him shampoo and conditioner. I've been using that every day. Feels good. I know it's not the right. So when you say thinning, are you are we talking like an actively running backwards hairline, or are you just talking about your crown? I'm talking about probably six years ago. I noticed that my crown wasn't flying as high as I would like it to be and since then I've been shitting bricks and putting Rogaine in it once a day wow. and taking a pill once a day because I'll you're fighting the good fight I'm fighting the good fight look I gave up I, I did nothing I took I take I took biotin for a while no see I did too but like here's my thing I just I'm fine with eventually going bald I mean, I'm not fine with it, but I've accepted it. Sure, it's going to happen. What I refuse to have happen, and by that I mean I will absolutely deploy every cosmetic surgery possible to prevent this from happening. I do not want to be one of those dudes at a Reds game wearing a jersey with rolls on the back of my bald head. Yeah, that's bad. I will not have that happen, and as long as I can have hair that prevents that from happening... And whatever I need to do. Well, the literally rose on the bald head is more of a weight thing than it is a right. hair I, thing. Right, and you're in great shape. But it's like, I, I just, I can't take the risk. I would rather spend uh, whatever I spend. I don't even know anymore. I've been on keeps for multiple years now. Oh, my man. You're pumping. So the thing that's I'm crazy. I'm pumping shit into my body. Man. But what's also, yeah, what's crazy about all that, when you do hymns, keeps all that stuff as soon as you stop doing uh-huh. it it increases your hair loss yeah my my scalp is turbocharged right now my scalp because i because like, you're talking about wow. your thinning hair i'm sitting over here bald my scalp is your like hair is thin. my scalp right now is sammy sosa and the home run chase oh yeah <laughs> like it's that <laughs> juiced, level right juiced now. up it's fucking juiced like i could not play major league baseball right now because if for whatever reason they wanted to test my scalp they would be like yo this guy who's hitting 0.50 with one single and like 18 stolen bases because he got fucking wheels. This guy's fucking juicy. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know it. I got one hit and 18 stolen bases. That's a fucking major league line right there. A lot there. of walks or are you a pinch runner a bunch? No, I just am making up stats right now like Billy <laughs> Hamilton. I'm just Billy Hamilton. You are leaning up over against them pillows like Melky Cabrera. Well, so here's the thing with my current posture. I sat down over here because it's the middle of you two, and I want to be able it's to, like... a bad move. But the bad move is is that I'm now in the middle of the two sections of the sectional. Yep. And I'm sinking. You're sitting on a piece of wood. No, no I'm just, like, floating. I'm, yep. like, my... The front half of my legs are on your side of the couch, Lee, and then my ass and left shoulder are on yours, Billy. So the rest is just kind of floating. Well, you should flip those pillows off behind you and just nestle right in there to the corner. No, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm honestly pretty comfortable right now. Okay, there you go. Yeah, because that'll happen on this side of the couch. Look right now. There's a crack already developed because that part of the sectional has shifted, and my my back will go into here. And if I pass out pretty hammered, I'll wake up the next morning just like, why is my back hurt? Oh, I slept in a crack. I slept in a full blown crevice for six and a half hours. A you're like fucking. Go- you're the golem of the pod. Yeah, I do lust after the precious. The precious, <laughs> just sleeping in crevices, lusting after the precious pod. I, I do. 
catch fish out of the Ohio River with my bare hands and eat them as soon as I pull them out. And say that they're sweet? So sweet. So sweet. Sweet, sweet fishies. I don't oh, know. Oh, God. Mm, I just watched The Fellowship of the Rings recently, was, but there isn't, there's not a ton of Gollum in that. I nope. watched, Second one. I watched all three recently for the first time since they came out. And that particular scene, like, it's so unnecessary because you can show that Frodo, for whatever reason, is on Gollum's side in so many different ways besides just that awkward, uncomfortable scene of him eating fish and then they have to just force it in in the span of five minutes. Oh, that's the Forbidden River. You can't drink out of there or you'll be put to death. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Like, and why does Frodo, who has known these folks for like six hours, why does he get to tell them that they can't kill him? Like, there's so many plot holes in that one scene just to, like, say sweet, sweet fishes, you know? Like, <laughs> it's just so, there's, it's so problematic. Well, because at that, the, the Two Towers is an 800-page book. Well, yeah. And if you watch the extended versions, like I have, like, too many times, they cover it. I forget how, because I just, it's been a while. I We tried to watch it a, a couple weeks ago. It's been a while. But we played the drinking game Aaron. with it. So, like, whenever they zoomed in on the ring, you take a drink. Oh, no. Uh, whenever there's, a, like, a gay moment between Sam and Frodo, you drink. Plenty of them. So, dude, you're hammered an hour in. Yeah. Just unbelievably hammered. You forget the rest of the movie. You see some gay shit. You're like, oh. <laughs> And then once you're drunk, you, you just drink. see them walking together, and you're just like, they're Ugh. gay. <laughs> <laughs> Dialogue, drink. Just a big sweeping <laughs> shot of them drinking together. Yeah. Look at those gay hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> gay hobbits is chug. They got hairy feet. Shots. <laughs> What's your favorite one of the LOTRs? Two towers. Yeah, two towers. The fucking Ents just smashing fucking all of Mordor is so sick. It's so dope. Yo, speaking of Ents smashing all of Mordor, how about the Reds not doing that this year? Yeah, we Hold haven't on. smashed Mordor at all. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, I mean, there was news today. There's so many sports books out there. Like, Bet Online AG came out first, and they said the Reds, uh, they have the highest odds to win the division. Yeah, but the National League Central is the Shire. It's not Mordor. The, lost, the National League West is Mordor. Right, but you, and you, the East. you also need to take into account, I know that we are talking about billionaires and we're talking about a massive sport, but the Central in both leagues is fucked because yeah. they didn't do revenue sharing. So how are they supposed to go out and sign players if, quote, the owners don't have money and, quote, what they lost? So yeah, you besides, have to buy besides into the White Sox. Besides the White Sox, you it's have to buy like into that premise. You have to buy sure. into that immediately. Or else you are just going to be mad and you're just going to be like, well, they are, they're rich people. They have money. Buy into the premise that they don't have money and that they're broke. Just assume that. And that's why everyone's going east and west and then to the White Sox. They have a young core. They feel like they could compete and win a World Series, so they're putting money into it. I think also the Reds realize they don't have a World Series winning roster and the rest of the division is punting. So why fucking go out and and spend when you haven't even gotten to see the pieces you spent money on in 2019 have a full 162? I mean, I get that, but at the same time, like we were talking about this before the mics got real hot. Archie Bradley just signed for more money than the Reds punted on him on. Right. It's like, it, like, I love what the Reds do with pitchers. It's un, like it's objectively correct. 
you prioritize spin rate and velo, you milk the most, like, you, like, you take that bantha that Luke Skywalker is milking, and you fucking squeeze those teats until they go dry. Correct. And that is what Kyle Bodie and Derek Johnson and the Reds pitching staff Spincinati. does. Spincinati is a thing. But at the same time, Archie Bradley is Archie Bradley because he's Archie Bradley. I don't so much mind getting rid of one of the two of Rysel, Iglesias, and Archie Bradley, but when you see what Archie Bradley signs for, like, literally, why not bring him back? Especially with as, as much depth as there is in the reliever market. There are so many top-tier relievers like Pedro Baez signed today. Pedro Baez is not a top-tier reliever. I know, but I'm saying in the, I meant in depth. I meant depth of relievers. Sure, and like available. Liam Hendricks just signed a good deal, to be fair. Three years, 54, dude. Four. That's a thick chunk. That's It's a four it's a cl- with a fourth-year option. Wow. And that fourth year, here's what's crazy. If he doesn't... If that if they don't pick up that fourth year, he makes fifteen million dollars over the next ten years. Yeah, they basically like crazy. Yeah, they, yeah. They, he he bodied them, and I don't know how he did it because I don't think the market's that robust. But no, it's like I don't know. I just I think that the market inefficiency that the Reds are targeting is spin rate, which I think if you look at the Reds bullpen last year, like look at Lucas Sims. The Braves dumped him for nothing, and the Reds turned him into one of the best high-leverage relievers in baseball. Right, because of his spin rate. Exactly. He's got fucking just junk and gas. And, like, that's the thing. It's, like, the way they play off each other is so important. Mm -hmm. And if you can find pitchers, like, even that, like, they might not throw 100, but, like, if they can throw a 95-mile-per-hour four-seamer and then spin a curveball at 2,500 or 2,700 RPM, like, you're in business. Like, right. That's a huge discrepancy. Which has been every reliever that they've put a lot, they've pulled a lottery ticket on uh-huh. so far. Except for no Ramirez, which that was just clearly a salary dump. But I'm saying no to that one. Hey! But like, no, like, I don't know. Like, I just want it on the record. A lot of Reds fans talk so much shit on Rysel Iglesias. He was elite. He was, I, he was very fucking good. He blew it in a handful of big moments but I think looking at his career in Cincinnati, I think it's fair to say that they wouldn't have the chance for some of those big moments that he blew it in to be big moments if he didn't lock down the games that he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a super important part of our team for a long time. Think our about best it. option for a hot minute until Amir became, you know, what he was. And then, yeah, obviously the Lucas Sims revelation. Yeah, but and I mean, Lorenzen. Yeah, he, I mean, he was our fucking guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm perfectly fine with a back end of the bullpen being Amir Garrett and Lucas Sims, but at the same time, it's like looking at the players that are currently in the organization. Like, the like, look, a relief pitcher is a relief pitcher. I think you can make a good setup guy out of scraps, which is what the Reds do. Right. But at the same time, I would be a lot more comfortable with the back end of the bullpen being AG, Lucas Sims, and Archie Bradley. Yeah, and with the Archie thing, it's when you look at that that guy in particular under the microscope, or you don't even have to look at the microscope, mm-hmm. the very black and white facts of it all... It, Archie Bradley in particular was just completely mishandled. That too. I mean, we brought him in. We brought him in for less than yeah, seven and two thirds. Yeah, yeah, less than yes. And the only bruise on his record in Cincinnati happened in the postseason. 
The only one. The only one. No, like, that's the thing. It's like, if the Reds are going to go for it, which I completely think is correct, it's like, look, look at the roster. It's like, if if they're go like they're going for it with this current core, Vado is Vado. You can't replace him. You can't bench him. You can't cut bait. It is what it is. Mustakis is getting up there. Castellanos isn't a spring chicken. Eugenio isn't a spring chicken anymore. I'm not saying that they're all washed, but like you sign these players to go for it, and to do that and then immediately turn around and say you want to like save money like look i'm not trying to like spend bob's money for him like it's not like but at the same time like look man here's the thing that i don't think anybody's talked about there is not a chance that nick crawl is making what dick williams is was making that's None. saving money right there right like just go like if you're good like shit or get off the pot i don't care like I don't care about the playoffs. The playoffs should be an expectation for the Cincinnati Reds with all of the resources. And by resources, I don't mean money, but just like the people that you've put around this organization, the fan base that is here. I don't give a shit about the playoffs. I want to win a World Series. I want to win things. I want to like make noise. I don't want to be an underdog. And even if they are an underdog, I don't want it to be like, this scrappy Reds thing, like, I, I want to fucking, I want people, like, I want Joey, Va- I, I want Joey Votto's prophecy to become reality. I want to be, I want the Reds to be a fucking nightmare and not for the fans. And it's like, look, like, the different, like, as you just said, Bill, like, the Reds are the favorites for the NL Central. I think that they, like, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk, but I don't think it's going to be too difficult to win that division. But, no. like, the Reds, like, assuming that that's the case, you have to look at your competition as the Braves and Dodgers, Padres, and Nationals, and Phillies, and now Mets. You don't look at the Cardinals and Cubs as your competition anymore. To get to the playoffs that in this division, that's not difficult. So you can't measure yourself against your division. You have to measure yourself against the Braves, Mets, Phillies, Nationals, Dodgers, Padres. And they don't stack up whatsoever right now. No, but you're also talking about an organization before last year had it made the playoffs since 2014. Yeah, we're 90 lost seasons, seasons, four seasons. Yeah, in a row. yeah. so that? you have to right. You have to clear a certain bar first before you can think World Series. You got to walk before you can run. I'm not in. The, I agree with you. I want. I expect them. I want them to be able to go for it. But you also have to be realistic and understand. Like, okay, our core right now is aging. You're right. Eugenio is 28 right now okay and that's a guy you have for three more seasons um you have a night you have on top of Votto with two more years left on his deal or is it three i think it's three i think it's three two who is um, unless he course corrects this year which the second half of last year he did course correct and he was looking a lot better you need to have him improve you need to have moose do what moose does you have castellanos do what castellanos does in a full 162 how are you supposed to know to that you have that core to really go for it if you're like this is what we have in place we're really fucking going for it how do you know until you can see it for a full well, year. See, here's the thing. I'm That's, not, you can't just that, like you can't just go out and be like, okay, we'll, we'll sign. We'll go out. Let's say we, you know, this isn't happening, but resign Bauer. You don't know if everything else is going to work, knowing how bad the offense was last year in those sixty games. You still just don't know, so you don't know what to address to build that. The Dodgers knew what they had, and they got 
Mookie Betts, and that was what they needed. They were one piece away. They went to the NLCS how many years in a row? I mean, the to the NLCS and to the World Series in a row. I mean, they knew what they were missing. Yeah, they yeah. They All they needed to do the was problem. add the best player in the league. Right. Well, and here's the thing: it's like, look, I'm not. So I, I, I agree with you, but it's like the difference between good and great. It can be a Mookie Betts, or it can be a handful of players, and it's like. To see them cut bait on Archie Bradley, that's just a bad sign. And it's like, they still haven't signed a shortstop. Like, here's the thing. The entire Reds offseason plan is hinging on one of the shortstops saying yes. Right, but... What happens if Marcus Semien and Didi Gregorius say no? Right, but also look at the market right now. JT Real Muto, the best catcher in baseball, is still a free agent. The top free agent... Pitcher, All Trevor the, Bauer, is still a free no, agent. No, like, the best interfield you have George to Springer's that. is you of have course. To you so, have to expect that the big guns right. always wait. You right. have to and that's wait. what you're also that's what you're also doing with the shortstop market, which is super thin right now. Which is basically just DD and Marcus, and Marcus, because no one really needs a shortstop well, so besides us. Here's the thing, though. Think about it this way: okay. you have a lot of teams. Looking at the free agent market, sure. next year is one of the best shortstop classes. That ever. was exactly what I was leading. But yeah, like we you. talked about that well, all no, last. But here's pod. the thing: yeah. you have to look at that. Not only you, you can look at it in two ways. You can look at it as the teams that need a shortstop might be waiting for next year, but you also have to look at it as what if the teams that need a shortstop are saying, "This is our year. We want to fucking go for it." And they want a Semyon, or they want a Gregorius, or they want to trade for one of those guys. The shorts, like, you can't look at it in a vacuum as this year versus next year. It's like, and I'm not saying that the Reds right. should just go fucking just hand a blank check to one of those two guys, but it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the teams that is potentially going to be in play next year says, you know what? Screw it. I'll sign, I would rather sign Dede Gregorius to a three year, $60 million deal. And I don't think that's what he's going to get. But like, right. I would rather sign Dita Gregorius to a small, to a short-term, high-dollar deal than I would sign Corey Seager or Carlos Correa to a long-term, high-dollar deal, and just make that move now and adjust their lineup. But you also don't see teams that are contenders, aside from the Yankees, who say they don't trust Glaber Torres. The rest of the contenders are set at shortstop. I, I think you're. You, that's that's the other. That's the other side of this coin. So it's it's really just the Reds, Phillies potentially with Gene Segura, and that's really I mean, all think, I could think of. With think that about he, it this way, though. Like if you look at it, Marcus Simeon, the Red Sox are talking to him and thinking about having him play second. Yeah, because they got Bogarts. No, but yeah. sure. But like, think about it this way. Think about how many times over the last five, ten years. In the end, granted, it's the NBA. In the NBA, that the Knicks have been so sure that they're going to sign a free agent, like a high, t- a high price free agent, like a franchise changing free agent, then they don't go there. Like, it's just not a good position to be in as an organization right. to bank your entire future on one of a handful of players signing there. It's like, I just, the, and like the other thing is, is like the fact that they're, like, the fact that there isn't an option right now in that if you were to look on last year's roster and say Freddie Galvis is unequivocally the best option, that's not a good position no, to be terrible. in. Yeah, no, that's... And, and you're also comparing, you know, 
getting a check from James Dolan and getting a check from Bob Castellini. James Dolan, the guy who banned Charles Oakley, the fucker who should have a statue out front of Madison Square Garden, is banned because James Dolan's such a prick and gutted that organization. That's an ownership issue. Sure. So that's the thing with the, the between the, the Knicks and the Reds. That's I, I understand your comparison, but it's flawed. No, I'm just saying like the, the concept of just like waiting and banking on one specific right. type of player, it's like the entire, What's going to happen? The entire league is also waiting. I think you're going to see a flurry of signings in the next week and a half. I think you're going to see JT Romuto get signed probably next week. And Springer was supposed to have his mind made up by the end of last week. Any, do we have any idea where Real Moto's thinking? I, I haven't heard anything. All I've basically heard is I would just assume that he's going back to Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't understand why the Mets like are so stoked on James McCann. I think it's because it was, one, a cheaper option so they could go out and afford Lindor. Sure. And they could also go out and afford George Springer and bring him into play center. No, like, I would... I, I, I agree. I think that's the right move, but it's like... I... Yeah, I just... I think just the flexibility of it all. Yeah, sure, but it's like... Man, I just can't stop thinking... Like, the Reds are putting... Like, when have the... Like, think about it this way. Besides last year. Last year is the one time in our lives as Reds fans that the Reds have swung their dick around and smacked away everybody else in the free agent market. Last year. They wanted Moustakis, they got him. They wanted Castellanos, they got him. Right, and they were in There talks. is no track record of the Reds getting what they want when they want it. And that's right. why I'm worried. Well, last year was the first time that they went out and spent as much as no, they did. No, exactly. And got fucked, and that's not anything against it's them. It's COVID. Right, exactly. And so they're like, well, we lost out on the money we were going to make to pay for these guys. It's tough to go out and sign someone with money that you theoretically don't have. Right. But what are, I mean, what are the odds <laughs> that the Reds sign Marcus Simeon? I don't think great. You don't, I don't think, think great? Good. No. What Be- would you? What, what number would you put? What, 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 what would you give well, it? Well, so here's the difference between Simeon and, uh, oh. See? It's called a lead-in. Oh. Well... I don't know what number I'd put on the contract, but I can tell you the odds I'd put on it. Yeah? Yeah. I would personally put it as a, let's say, 700 to 1. Oh, okay. 700 to 1. I don't know how, like, like... I don't know how I'm not a fucking big gambling guy. What, hey, yeah, seven hundred to one. Well, if, if like I, a no, no, no. Okay, not seven hundred yeah. to one. Like, okay, let, let's say that. Like, let, let's just put it this way. I'm not very big into gambling. I don't really know how odds work. Like, where do you think that like I should like place bets? Because you could bet on where Marcus Simeon's going. to Yeah, play. like where would right. I want to bet? You could on do that. a pro, you could do a prop bet right now probably, on your couch. You could probably like bet online or something. You know what? Football is in full effect. The NBA is back. You might not be in a game this year. But you can still be in on the action app. Bet online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use the promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Thank you, Bet Online. And now a word from our new sponsors. Come very close it's natural i want to tell you a story it's a story about a scandal broken relationships gossip rumors money corporate rivalry and a broom a performance enhancing broom 
My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know, I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past. And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. CBD. Nailed it. Live. CBD CBD Live. How cool is that? Travis Pastrami laying down the meats right there? Yeah, lay it down. Big meat sweats. Big, big, big meat sweats. So has he already already laid down his sweat? It's already happened. Yeah, I wrote it down. I got the time. I got a stamp. Travis Pastrana at one time had so much clout. Dude, he still like, does, yeah, dude. Yeah, but I'm talking like when you were famous, like pre-Twitter. No, like, he was like MTV famous. Like there was a period of time where I would say that 90% of people that walked into a Paxon store idolized him. Yeah, for and sure. And he broke Evil Knievel's school bus record. What a guy. What a guy. Top of the mountain, king of shit hill. Just on Fox. It was a primetime special. And now... He's trans. He's trans. <laughs> <laughs> that, a lot of people don't know they that. They are trans. They're trans. They, Travis Pastrana, they're trans. They, them, lunch meats. That's yeah. what they go by. Yeah. Their dude. pronouns are they, uh, Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> Their pronouns are roast beef. I always, I was kind of thinking about changing my, like, uh, my Twitter profile to he, him, ribs. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So. But no, speaking of ribs, uh, you missed out on some great ones on New Year's. We're doing ribs at some point soon. Of course. But, uh, no, like, I don't know. Like, if, I, if I'm Marcus Simeon and I'm trying to compare myself to a Jewish deli lunch meat, um, I would rather... I would rather be pastrami in the situation where it's a lot more versatile mm-hmm. and you can allow yourself to thrive in many more settings than corned beef. Sure. And here's my thing. It's like, if I'm Marcus Simeon and I have an offer to be a super utility guy who's going to start every day at various positions on a contender versus be the everyday shortstop for the Reds. And again, this I'm, I sh- not, I'm not Marcus Simeon. I don't know what his priorities are, but I think at this point in his career, he would be like he needs to prove value. He needs to prove like longstanding value, and like his future in this league once he's past his prime is being a quality all over the infield Howie guy. Kendricks. Exactly. Sure, but you're also looking at a guy who has only played, he played 39 games in the minors at second base. Everything else from every other level. Yeah, he's, he's not a shortstop. utility guy. He's not. He is a true through and through but shortstop. If he comes to the Reds and is our everyday shortstop. In the band box that is Great American. That team to me, and I know when you zoom out and you're looking at the, the Dodgers Padres and you're looking at the Beasts in the East, 
our team right now, as is with Marcus Simeon added to it, that's a contender. I don't think it's remotely close to the Dodgers or Braves, honestly. No, I mean, but I would take, I would, I would take I don't it think over that, the I don't Saddest think that goal. we would get like trounced in that five-game NLDS. No, I think if you you throw out Sonny and Luis. And then who knows who our three steps up to be or, right. like, someone who turns it on. Which, think about it, Sonny held him. I mean, he held him to one run in his appearance yeah. against the Braves last year in the playoffs, and then the Braves went and won games 9-4, well, so 10-4, and had the Dodgers on the ropes, and the Reds were the only team that truly shut, shut down their offense. So here's the other thing, though. It's like losing Bauer from the rotation, like, do we really expect – Miley, Antone, Molly, and Lorenzen in some combination, whether it's by themselves or as piggybacking options, as a, like a contending team would not go into the season expecting them to hold down those Needing spots. Needing like one of four guys to pitch out of their mind. Yeah, like a contending right. team. Like, and here's the thing. Of it's course. Like, like Antone is the one guy where I'm like, all right, yeah, fair enough, sure. But Molly, Miley, and Lorenzen, they've had a sample. Like, the, the sample size is there. I'm not saying that they can't be, like, an above Major League average starter. Right. But, again, it's like the Reds are looking at themselves, in theory, sure. as a playoff team. I would, like, I would take any – I would take a lot of rotations over yeah, that. Yeah, but you're talking about, too, with Tyler Malley. At 22 years old, he had the third most – Swing and misses and strikeouts with his fastball. He's not 22 anymore. In all the National League. That's what I'm saying. He improved last year. He improved over what he did in 19, and I, I don't doubt that he'll improve, improve again in 21. He is he has gradually gotten better. We, we don't know his ceiling. I have faith that he could be a solid three. And I, I think that the back end won't matter, especially once you get to a five-game series and you have those two workhorses up top. Seven-game, that's where it gets a little interesting. But and you don't know who's going to emerge com- playing out with the rest of the season. Like you Getting to see TJ Antone get 25 starts, that could we don't know. Well, and to be fair, like t- to your point as well, it's like, if you look at some of the big pitching prospects of the last 10 years of Reds baseball, Robert oh. Stevenson, Amir Garrett, Michael Lorenzen, Rysel Iglesias, Aroldis Chapman, the through line in all of them is that they came in as starters and ended up in the bullpen. And I have so much, like, an app, like, what literally anything that Johnson, Bodie, and Jager say. I be, like I'm fine with I'll that. I'll take that oh, yeah. gospel. Yeah, Me they, too. they like they are so head and shoulders above other people in the industry as far as this stuff comes. So I will give them that. But at the same time, it's like, what is like? Why did like? Will their changes in philosophy counteract whatever the prior regime was doing with Lorenzen and with Molly? I think so. I hope so. I think so. I have faith in that. It started to show last year, especially after the rough start that Lorenzen had, when he was wearing those dumbass Vans cleats. Yeah, you can't like <laughs> you can't you wear can't those. do that. Like I, I respect it as like as a guy that's like worked in music for ten years and worn a lot of Vans. Like I, I respect it immensely. But you can't do that. That's not okay. Here's a question for you to think about with the bullpen. 
Rizel was a problem the past two years saying, I'm the closer, yeah. I'm the closer, I'm the closer. That element is gone now. I think we're about to see this bullpen ball out like we saw in 2012, 2013 with those guys coming out with Broxton and everybody. Because you're going to have a fully... And and Sam Lecure, our boy, like you, you're going to see a, a solidified unit of just guys just just going to be gunslingers. Well, and I think and that just the bringing heat. Yeah, and I think that the way that uh, they've prioritized like certain like again like the spin rate and velo thing, it's like these guys are going to fucking throw gas, and it's like that's what the Rays have, and that's why the Rays are always a threat. Is that and Kevin Cash said it himself. He's like. I've got a whole stable of guys that throw 99. Bring it on. Right. And the thing with the Rays is that they have to play perfect defense to win and then sit, play perfect situational baseball or have Randy Rosarena just hit bombs in the right, World Series. Right, just completely go <laughs> yeah. unconscious. Right. That's the only way the Rays win. and I, that, that's The Reds the, have more options than that. Exactly. So that kind of gives me a little bit more hope, too, for this season, too. It's not as bad as you're, as you're painting it. Sure. It's not what, how excited we were going from 19 to 20. Going from 20 to 21, though, I still am, I'm going to say glass two-thirds full. I mean, as, as crazy it is, as it is to say, even though eight teams made the playoffs last year in the National League, we still made the playoffs. Sure, but at the same time, and it's you, like, man... Like first time in six years. Like okay, like I get that, but like we all grew up under the same context of our dads sitting us down and talking to us about the big red machine. Yeah. And I was born in '93, and y'all were too young in '90. But like I grew up hearing the stories of the wire to wire reds. Yeah. Yeah. That is Reds baseball. Which that is '75, '76, '90. That is Reds baseball. 90 is a crapshoot, if you really think about sure. it. They caught, but, they caught lightning in a bottle. The big red machine was able to happen, and then it ended so abruptly because of free agency. No, I know, but like at the same... Like, my point is, it's like, the play... Like, think about the Bengals under Marvin Lewis. You're making the same argument. Like, look, they were so bad, and then they made the playoffs. Like, I don't give a fuck. I want to fucking ship. Right. Like, of course. I expect... When, when they finally made the playoffs, I was so excited... And then I was like, I expect them to start to win now. It's the bar gets raised. Well, so, th so the more the okay. time, the okay. more things happen. Of so, course. So yeah, Bill. So like, wh when was the bar raised in the early 2010s? When did the bar get raised? When the Reds started making the playoffs? Did it get raised? No, I just remember getting blown out and right. getting smoked in the first round in three seasons. But it wasn't it wasn't Walt's fault. I mean, they went out and they made moves to try and make that team better after 2010. They looked at t 2009. They're like, this team has some legs. They made the move. They got Scott Rowland. You know that Scott Rowland has 40 more wins above replacement in his career over Dave Concepcion? Really? Holy shit. Yeah. It's fucked up. But think <laughs> about this. They added and then it just didn't work. Sure, but again, it's like, it's no different than the Bengals. It's like, what, like, I am tired of, like, the, the like, Cincinnati, like, the Cincinnati Reds are a, one of the most important franchises in professional sports. Agreed. They're the original professional baseball franchise. And again, we grew up hearing about the Big Red Machine, hearing about the Wire to Wire team, that is my expectation. And I'm not expecting it every year. I'm not expecting the Reds to be the Dodgers. I am expecting deep playoff runs. I'm expecting deep competitive baseball in October. That is my expectation. And I don't think that's unreasonable. I think that every team or every fan base should expect that. And 
I think especially after a year where they go for it and like, yeah, I get it. COVID's a thing. Like they lost revenue, but at the same time, it's like, that's that, like exactly to your point about teams not spending money. I'm not asking them to go get George Springer. I'm not asking them to go get GT yeah. Real Muto. I'm just saying like, spend a little bit of money. I agree. And That's I think, the difference. And I think they're going to when they have to sign a shortstop. I think that they're going to in that department. I think that is the large gaping hole. So what if they don't? If they don't, then I'm I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Then then that's when hell gets raised. That's what we've been saying this whole winter is if they don't go out and sign a shortstop and they don't fucking do anything, then we have a problem. Yeah. Fair enough. That's the only hole, in my opinion, that's left that I am one hundred percent sure of. I'm like, this is And the rumor the wire out there is just completely for the most part, just dead on Simeon and DD. Yeah. I mean, there was that thing that came through that DD donated to Cincinnati Children's on his his philanthropy DD's deeds. That was like really the last thing that we heard. Yeah, I'm sold on between those two. I'm sold on Simeon. I think Billy would rather have Simeon than yep. Gregorius. Yep. What 100%. about you? No, I agree entirely. I think it's D- Gregorius had. Obviously, the off year because of injuries. But, like, no, I, I think that Didi is, of the two, like, not really sexy options. Like, he's the sexier because there's familiarity there, and it's, like, a cool story of, like, him coming back to roost. But, like, it's... I don't know. I, I think that Simeon's the better player. I think that having success in Oakland for as long as he has is a big thing because that is Huge. a horrible ballpark. But, no, I, I think... I just... I think it's a real fragile place to be in. Oh yeah, to hang your entire season on two, one of two players saying yes, because there are thirty teams, there are twenty nine other teams. There's twenty nine other places for those two players to go. Oh, you know, you D- Lee, you were talking about this too. You just said about like how the wire's been dead and everything. I was watching Intentional Talk, and they were talking about free agents who were left. And uh, I mean, it's not news or anything. It's just Kevin Millar being like, I just got off the golf course and I'm in front of a Zoom call. Yeah. Uh, big one five. And it's like, ugh, I'm going to kill you. Um, but uh, he was like, when they brought up Marcus Simeon, he was like, best fit, Cincinnati. Yeah. So I mean, like, they're at least on MLB Network, like, they're putting out there. Oh, it's that pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like, I'm not saying banking the whole thing on two free agents. I think eventually one of them will sign. I don't, I just, like I said, I just don't see him going anywhere else. Did Trevor Bauer uh, put his foot in his mouth and be annoying on Twitter this week at all? Uh, he put out a thing about the, his free agency process and just kind of was like, well, my thing is I want to be involved and say and like a part of the organization, like help people, help out the other pitchers and all this stuff. I'm like, no, dude, it's just about money. We no, all know it's, yeah, that it's you about wanna, money. We just know show we, up and throw the ball. Yeah, we know you want a high AAV. We know what the – or else Luba wouldn't have been as pissed about everything that John Heyman's been saying because they went after him again with Puig. She went after him again if, like, that shit wasn't true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So we He's know He's just asking for is. that big, fat number. Right. Which – well, no, I mean, I think I think there's something to be said for him and his whole career, and it's like, I, I think being as comfortable as he was in Cincinnati, like that that is a real thing. But at the same time, it's like it's no different than any other professional situation. Like, how much money? What's the number to be slightly less comfortable? Right. 
Like how much like what's the like what how much would it take to have slightly less say in your life? How much would it take yeah. to have slightly less influence on the organization? And it's like but at the same time like Trevor Bauer is a weird fucking dude and like Yeah, and I just don't see a team paying giving a higher AAV than Garrett Cole. No, that's not going to happen. I don't see it. I just I and I Where do you think he lands? I think that at this point the Angels know what they have to do especially given that Otani got hurt again. I think that it, it's the same thing as what I'm saying about the Reds. It's like they know what they have to do. It's just everybody else knows that they know what they have to do. Right. So just, I think that the Angels are the front runner, but I think that the Rangers have an option. I think that uh, the Rangers organization, like they're opening a new ballpark. They're going to have fans there for the first time. They need to do something as an organization. Like there's not a lot of excitement there. Yeah. Um, Considering that, I mean, they traded Lance Lynn, Mike Miners, and Kansas City. The only thing the Rangers have to look forward to is Joey Gallo and Willie Calhoun. Yeah, just Joey Gallo just Elvis ripping Andrews. fucking taters. Elvis Andrews is nothing to look forward to. <laughs> well, it's a name that they know, and that's been there forever. Yeah, so is Joey Votto. Who's looking forward to Joey Votto? <laughs> but, uh, I am. But, uh, Sam, he's so hot. Mm. But, uh, no, it's like, I, like, that's the thing with the Angels. Like, I think the White Sox are in play. Um, that would be disgusting that if that happened. Yeah, yes. he tweeted after they signed Hendricks. That Hendricks deal is wild to me. I know he's like a solid pitcher, but especially in, in this economy, in this economy, it just seems economy. like fifty-four million dollars is a lot of money. Well, see, to you know, give that's that the dude. thing. It's like that's that's what people have been saying about the Reds, and like they haven't been saying it lately because it's clearly not the case. But like, what if every team is zigging and you choose to zag? Yeah, you have a huge competitive advantage. And like. To that, I think that, like... I.e. the Padres, i.e. the yeah. Mets. Padres, Mets, White Sox. I okay. also think that a dark horse for Bauer would be the Red Sox. Like, they are not right now on paper. Like, obviously, like, the Yankees are the Yankees. They're only going to get better. I think they locked down LeMahieu. I think they're going to be just fine. The Rays are the Rays. They just got rid of Snell. But at the same time, they're going to pull pitching sorcery out of their asses and figure it out. Right. I think that the Red Sox... They are a massive franchise, and their owner has been very coy and been talking about like losing money and all that. But at the same time, like I see a massive fit there. Like that could be really huge for that organization. You're forgetting one team there that I think is the other. This is the one where I'm like, yep, this is where it goes. This is where he goes, and that is the Toronto Blue Jays. They've been trying to spend money this entire off season. They are an ace away from being top to being extremely competitive in the AL East with the Rays and the Yankees. And if they have him, Ryu... Yeah, and Pearson. Yeah, if, and Pearson, Pearson can, if he can pitch the way that he's supposed to and not be hurt, yeah, 100%. Totally agreed. So, I don't know, that's that's just that's just where I, where it could where it could land. I could see it. I just I know that they're saying they want to spend money, but, like, that's the thing, and that's what I'm worried about with the Reds. It's like, and this we, we talked about this last offseason. It's like, when it's you, like, here's the, like, l- l- let me paint a picture. Okay. You, you walk into a bar, and you're feeling like hot shit, and you sit down, and you order a round of drinks for the table, and it's Jim Beam shots, and you feel like, big fucking man, feel like the hottest shit in town then somebody else walks up and orders around to pappy shots for everybody yeah 
nobody fucking knows who you are at that point. Yeah. Yep. You. And you've that's the thing with the Reds and Jays. It's like the Jays are a huge market team that doesn't act like it, but like that's the thing. Who cares what you are if you don't act like it? Right. And I don't know if the Jays and Reds are capable of walking into that bar and ordering happy shots, knowing that they could order beam shots. Sure. I mean, the Reds last year went in and ordered Dob Creek yeah. for everybody. Yeah. But this year, I mean, I think that the Blue Jays are going to order Pappy. I also, really I, just wa- I just want this to, to be loud and clear. If you shoot Pappy, you're a twisted fuck. Agree. Yeah, dude, you're I, an I, my mind just went down a rabbit hole at the very idea of sh- ripping a shot of Pappy Van Winkle. That sounds horrible. Yeah, that's Imagine not how you do it. Imagine having that much money that you could just be like, yeah. This is just what I shoot. Just yeah, for the fun. only Pappy I've ever had. I think I was with you, Bill. Didn't some dude buy us shots at the upstairs of Ma- uh, Goodfellas in Covington? Do they have Pappy there? I don't think I was with you. Oh, man. I can't remember who I was with. Yeah, they've got Pappy at Goodfellas. I was there. Oh, don't, don't blow their spot. Yeah. But uh, I one time I was in Louisville and they had Pappy at this whiskey bar. And I wanted the 15, didn't have it. Wanted the 20, didn't have it. What's what's the th- <laughs> what's the third one? The 25. 22. Yeah, 22. So the only one they had left was the 22, and it was like a 90 dollar pour. And I just look at the bartender. I was like, "Fuck, man." He's like, "Look, I'm not trying to pressure you. It's just the last one we have. Like, we're I don't know when we're getting our next allotment." I was like, "I will buy the shot, or I will buy the pour, if I can have the bottle." Yeah. And he goes, like, all right, let me talk to my boss. He's like, all right. He's like, all right, we're on. Pours it for me. I was like, fuck yeah. And he's like, oh, well, perks of the job. Pours a little bit for himself. Click glasses. Fuck yeah, It was man. great. I have that bottle. So, like, I'm, like, in the process of moving across town. And I had, like, a lot of nice wine bottles that I was saving. Like, I don't want to move all these. Yeah. So the only three bottles I'm keeping, I have two bottles of Blanton's. I'm working on assembling the collection. Yeah. And then that bottle of Pappy. Love a Blanton's. Blanton's is my favorite. Bourbon. Blanton's so is good. fucking really good. It's so hard. I, I hate, like, they don't have to make it hard to get. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's just, like, yeah, the they exclusivity choose- of it. It's a whole fucking play. It's a really good bourbon. Yeah, though. for sure. It is. Have you ever gone on one of those like bourbon tours or anything oh, yeah. in Kentucky? So nice. Yeah, they're fun. Well, as like, fuck. so I uh, Thrice's tour managers from Lexington, and a few years oh, ago, word. a couple of us went down for his birthday, and the next day, uh, I was originally just gonna like wake up and go home, but they're like, oh, like we should go to a bur- couple bourbon tours. I was like, I guess fuck I'm it. staying another night. Yeah. So we did all those, and like I think it was uh, the Buffalo Trace. No, it wasn't the Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace was fun. But it was the uh, Woodford one. Yeah. They taught you how to taste bourbon. It's very fucking interesting. How do they do it? So there's three different, there's a couple different things here. For one, when you're trying to like taste a bourbon, you want to take a small sip and swish it around your mouth as long as possible. And what that does is it numbs your taste buds. So then when you take another sip, it doesn't burn and you just taste the flavor Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but then the other thing with that, you pour a little bourbon in your hands, clap your hands. In your hands? Pour a little bourbon in your hands, smell it. It Smells just like alcohol. Clap your hands and rub them together quickly. Smells like corn. Clap your hands, rub it together again. Smells like whatever the mash is. Really? Yeah. 
That's fucking it's, wild. Bourbon is so cool. Oh, no, it is. And like down to, they don't really even know why it's called bourbon. Uh, some people think it's because of uh, Bourbon County, Kentucky. Some people think because whoever was distilling it, like in Kentucky and parts of Tennessee, the main place that it got shipped to was New Orleans on Bourbon Street. That makes sense to me. So they just called it bourbon. Well, and like that, that's oh, bourbon's so great. Oh, Bill already had his explosive shit. That seems like a fucking podcast speed level shit. That was fucking impressive, my guy. We were, wa- just fucking, yeah, I, we were just fucking. Yeah, you Well, when you have expl- bath towel, dude. When you have explosive diarrhea, it just flies out and you're done. Dude, we were just running clock like LeBron in a fucking <laughs> Lakers fucking Pistons game. Talking uh, burb. Here, uh, just read on on Twitter too. Pedro Baez signed. It's a two year between twelve to fourteen million dollars. With an escalator in it, just it like it's like performance based. Um, just ran up the steps and. One thing we have yet to talk about that is so interesting, the Reds wouldn't watch Kluber pitch. Yeah. Yes. That's exciting. So we talked about this bit via text the other day. Right. Everything about him does not match what this current Reds pitching regime is about. But at the same time, looking at how, like, I just love the idea of, like, iron, like, we've, like iron sharpens iron. For sure. Right. And even though Corey Kluber's iron is not as sharp as it could be, I just love the idea of him and Sonny Gray just being just fucking just waving BDE all around the clubhouse. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's huge, especially for the pitching staff. And I think that that would be great for Tyler Stevenson. Now, how effective could he be? I don't know. I think that his – like, I would – if Corey Kluber – is a competent third starter. I like all of what we said about the rotation earlier is set. Is fine. Right. I would take Molly as the bona fide four or five. I would take Molly as the pen like sharpied in full season fourth. I would be fine with that. I would take a Miley Lorenzen piggyback or whichever one of the two actually does well. Who's hot? Right. I would take that as the fifth. Having like I'm not asking for Scion Corey Kluber. I'm just asking for Homer Bailey, like Kluber, like good Homer Bailey Kluber is what I want. I remember watching that first inning that he pitched last year with the Rangers and his stuff looked great. Like his off speed stuff was awesome. His slider was nice. His fastball was located well. And then just his fucking shoulder went on him. So and and that's the thing. That's scary. It is scary. Shoulders are always scary. Like look at Matt Harvey. But like, I think the thing with Kluber that weirds me out the most, especially with this regime, is when you look at the way that they structure pitch sequencing. It's a four seam fastball with high velo elevated, and then you bury the off speed stuff. Right. Kluber throws a two seamer. Yeah. That's not how that. They don't work like that together. You want a pitch that is high with velo. And then you want something that breaks horizontally on the x-axis. That's the sweet sauce. Kluber is pretty much only x-axis. Like he doesn't have a ton of like he doesn't play north-south well. Right. And that's the thing. It's like again, even if he's just like I'm not even saying peak Homer Bailey. I'm saying like before Homer Bailey got really shitty. Homer Bailey. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Post no hitter pre what the fuck is happening homer bailey right like the first two starts in what was that 2017 yeah yeah when he was electric and then he was just like fuck it this is stupid i'm just gonna play out my contract 
Yeah. Who gives a what fuck? What kind of money would you need to give a guy See, like Clue? That's, that's, the, that's the million dollar question. Literally, because I think that if I'm Corey Kluber, I mean, how old is Corey Kluber? 36? 36? That's my guess. Either I way, can look it up. Like, either way, this is going to be his last contract, I think. So it's like he's used to making X amount of money. What is he like? Does he love the game enough, and does he believe enough? And like, because I, if I'm him, I just take whatever the best, whatever money the best contender offers me. But at the same time, the Reds rotation, like, he's a competitor. How old is he, Bill? Thirty-four. Thirty-four. That's, That's still, it's still like it's going to be the last. I think it's going to be like a three-year deal. So like I mean, two- so what would it be like three-year? 15? 15? That's what I was going to say. Three year 15. I don't sign that if I'm the Reds. You know what? That's the Wade Miley contract. Yeah, I don't I don't sign that with the Reds either. <laughs> yeah. But no, and, like, if I, like, I, I think that that's, like, if Kluber, uh, that's what, I think what Kluber could expect, but, like, there's so much risk there, so I think you maybe go down and put some performance escalators in there. Or do kind of a Castellanos type deal where it's like two and one. Yeah, I do. I would do two and one, and put some escalators in there, and have it be a team option for the third. I would do that. Yeah, just to like, and also just like, at like it's a sexy move. Like he's not a sexy guy anymore, but like no, Exxon Young is sexy, and uh, especially like Ohio. Yeah, Ohio. Yeah, it is a sexy move. It gets the it gets the it, fan on the periphery excited because they probably they were like oh Kluber yeah exactly yeah. what a couple Cy like Youngs out there we in t- Cleveland the guy yeah. that we were talking about earlier at Reds games wearing a uh, Adam Dunn majestic jersey with rolls on the back of his head he would be stoked on that movie. yeah Adam Dunn Adam fucking Dunn Adam Dunn love him R I P Oh wait, no, he's not dead. He's no, fine. He's definitely not dead. No, he got killed by a deer. Yeah, but there's also there were 20 teams at that showcase. Yeah, for the same reason, like this could be a three-year, 15 million dollar deal, and say someone like, you know, the Mariners could go out and sign that. They have the money. They could do. They got a young core. They're like, what's the worst that could happen? We're already not expecting ourselves to compete this year. Right. Might as well bring a veteran into the into the rotation with Marco Gonzalez and Justice Sheffield. So that's you know that's always on the table too. I don't think the Reds actively. I don't. I, do I think it happens? No. Would I like it to? Yeah. At least we were there. We were there. We paid awesome. for gas for the guy to get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and we were at least at the table, maybe. And that's totally fine. So, um, but yeah, I mean that's just interesting. And then another thing I saw, Alex Wood signed today. With who? The San Francisco Giants. No shit. Ooh. Another ex-Red goes to the Giants. Yeah, no shit. Wood, Disco, Cueto. Um, Casali. Casali. Wild. What are you looking at? Looking at Corey Kluber's deals. He signed for five years, 38.5 from 2015 to 19, which is 7.7 a year. That is cheap. Yeah, that seems super cheap for a guy to win a couple Cy Youngs in that era, like in that span. Yeah, because you said 2015? Yeah. 2015, so, he was getting seven and a half. 
And I mean, coming off of like you know his stint in Texas, coming off he's thirty four. Well, that's Cleveland, man. They just develop pitchers and churn them out. Jesus, seven point seven. That also has me thinking. What do you think the the number is? Did we? I don't. We didn't talk about this. The number for Simeon. We talked about it last week, and I wanted two twenty. Oh no that that was that was the average value, but it escalated. So, uh, let's see. Fifteen was two. Sixteen four five. Seventeen seven seven. Then ten five. Seventeen five. Six five. And then twenty twenty. He made. Six point five. The Rangers paid him six point five to be hurt. That's crazy. That's the game, baby. I think Simeon is coming off of a one-year deal, one-year fourteen uh, in Oakland, and I think I don't see the Reds giving him two twenty-eight. I think he's going for like four or five. Do you really? It's free agency, man. Uh, but I'm just, and I'm just looking down the road of what. The short start market is coming up. Exactly. So if you're a team that either needs a shortstop or might consider needing a shortstop, that's what I'm saying. It's like you just add the extra year to get him for less money than you would pay a Seager or Correa or Story. And you got to assume that the Dodgers are letting, are letting Seager walk because they have Gavin Lux coming up. Man, after being a World Series and NLCS hero... I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, for the sake of this discussion, That's like, true. if you're a team, you got to plan on it. Like, until the ink's dry, the ink, the ink isn't dry. Speaking about the ink being dry, that poop changed my life. Yeah, yeah how you was seem that? to just have you got a little <sighs> bit more spring in your step. You're smiling was again. It diarrhea. Or was yeah, it? your brow is unfurrowed. Oh God, it was just coffee grounds. Oh. I've had an entire French press of coffee today. Oh, boy. oh yeah, that'll get you. Going. Are you working from home or are you at the warehouse? I was here. Uh-huh. Uh, I had two meetings today. I had a phone meeting. <coughs> Excuse me. I had a phone meeting and an in-person meeting today. All right. So, pretty cool. In-person meetings in the year of our Lord, 2021. I know. Just walking into a place I've been working. I've been working with these people for like a year and a half, and it was weird walking in and being like, "Oh, I remember you, but I remember. I don't remember the bottom half of your face yeah, being right. covered by a fucking surgical mask." <sighs> Ugh, I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here. I know. No shit. So I think, you know, we're going to see a bunch of relievers get signed, especially now that Archie's been signed, Bias has been signed, Hendricks has been signed. We're just going to see a slew of dudes get signed. Hey, can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. Do you ever drink espresso? I drink espresso. But you especially. Especially. No, you said especially. I did? You did. Especially. I did? You really did. did. God damn it. Like like Holmes saying, Dayton. Especially considering. Yeah, I would imagine that there will be some flurry of signings coming up. Because, dude, pitchers and catchers report in a month. And also, nobody knows if there's a DH or not. No DH or just what the season is even going to look like. You know what? We do know what the season looks like. like. Uh, Oh, I saw that they're not going to enforce you don't have to have a vaccine to go to the game. You don't have to have a vaccine to go to the game and they expect to play they expect to have spring training and all one full one sixty two. That signals to me they're gonna let fans in the stands. I mean I've been getting my season ticket emails like expect to be in pods set up like the World Series. We are expecting to have crowds opening day. Yeah. Like it's going
going to happen. MLB lost too much money for that not to happen. So it's going to be a state by state, city by city thing, and there will be, you know, you'll go to you can you could go to a Florida or a Miami Marlins game and still see that it's empty because no one gives a fuck. Yeah, but that could be the most packed stadium in all the all of the country because it's Florida. Yes, yeah, it's in Florida. No fucks. Yeah, and people are like, I gotta fuck. do something. California's not opening. New York's not opening. I would doubt Ohio opens. Ohio will be open. I don't know, man. Bengals didn't have anyone. What? Yeah, they did. They went up. Really? To, they went up to thirty-three thousand in their last game. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, my cousin no. Mikey uh. Webbs went to a game. Yeah, uh. yeah. It'll. I'm telling you now. God, Mike DeWine sucks. It will be open. Cleveland will be open. The middle of the country will be open because of how much money they lost last year. Like they don't give a fuck. Put them in the seats. We got to get that sick. money. Yeah, and also come on, come all. Symptoms or not. Here's the thing: the coasts have the biggest TV deals. Mm-hmm. Those ball, they'll be fine. The middle of the country is the one that needs human beings to be in the ballpark. Yeah. Need and that hot the, dog money. Yeah. Need those tickets. Yeah, I need I need you to chug up, buddy. Drink drink that $13 Bud Light and get four more. We need to go get us an ace next season. Dude, I, that is one of the happy places that I go in my head when I need to. Uh-huh. And I just, like, breathe and think. Just, like, imagine sweating so hard out in the bleachers. At a Reds game, just drinking a thirty dollars like, beer, just like third week of June. Oh, you know, it's just so hot. Oh, you know where I have my season tickets? Yeah, mm. it's exciting. God, I'm so horny for it. I can't wait to go back in there and have a Sky Rosa from the ballpark. Oh, the only way to do it. The only way. I've had it's fucking I've had, savages. I've had like my buddies made me for my birthday. Two of my buddies made like I. We did like a thing where we crawled around, you know, uh, to people's houses, whatever. And they like we had a little mini party, and they had a Sky Rosa there for me. Oh, and I was like, "This is awesome! I love this so much." They made me a Sky Rosa song. It's so good, but it wasn't the same as the ballpark. No, not because the ballpark you get the big slices, the huge triangle, not a square, huge triangle. You get to fight through both lines. Mm. So the Sky Rosa at the ballpark cost about the same as like a large pizza from La Rosa's but it still is the it's like 13 bucks the the slice of La Rosa's is the best deal at the ballpark it's huge it's the size of my face what is it six bucks yeah something like that six seven and then you're looking at a coney that's like 350 well you only buy conies and twos at the ballpark I think no you can get them singles alright I get them singles I'm also looking forward to the Bockwurst pretzel bun burger Guys, I get to talk about the food at the ballpark all day. So we're going to. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll go out there and get my meats at Porkopolis. Oh. The barbecue spot in right field. Yeah. The shack. Oh, it's that's that's the spot. Yeah, it's good as fuck. I'm telling you, we're going to be able to eat there April 1st. This season. 2021. It's going to happen. I'm streaking. <laughs> oh, Yeah. It'll be hard for them to get you. They'll have to cover those security guards. Are gonna have to cover a lot of ground. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm streaking the field opening day, only so, wearing a mask. What I'm wondering, <laughs> or you have two masks that's like you've turned into a g-string. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just made me think. Fanatics has that jersey insurance policy. I don't. I think my 90 days are going to expire before Trevor Bauer signs with another team, and then I'm gonna be on the hook for this Trevor Bauer jersey that I own. I still have no idea why you bought it. Same. You recently purchased a Trevor Bauer like, jersey? Like, right when, like, the night the Reds clinched. 
Sheesh, Louise. I hate myself. Wow. You really fucked up. Yeah, I really did. So you have to get a Bauer jersey to where he goes? Is that the deal with the 90 days? No, you can just return it. You should return it. No, but it, it, it only I think it only kicks in if they change teams within 90 days. Oh. Damn. God, you fucked up. I really did. He's, Whatever. He's going to be it was a, a good year. He's going to be a Blue Jay or an Angel. Whatever. Everyone. Well, you know what? It's a better. It was a much better buy than your Matt Harvey Reds jersey. The Matt no, Harvey jersey that was, a was great unreal. Buy. That's a terrific buy. Yeah, defend it. I wore it at Shea Stadium, watching the Reds play the Mets. I win. City Field. Yeah, that's a good City bit. Field. That's a good bit. And like, no, like the bit, like it grew throughout. Like, I show up, and I'm wearing a Reds jersey, and I was like, "Oh, who's this guy?" And like every time Jay Bruce and Todd Frazier went up to the plate i started freaking out yeah and then at one point i stood up and somebody goes is that a fucking matt harvey reds jersey <laughs> i was like yup and then the rest of the game they're like oh this they they knew that it was all a bit yeah that's well that's what makes it worth it yeah speaking of mets we so with the lindor deal we didn't talk about this I think the Reds didn't go all the way in trading in those prop trading in like because they wouldn't be able to sign him. Right, they wouldn't be able to sign him on. But let's let's just take that out of the equation real quick. I think that the they also wanted the Indians to pick up part of the tab. Probably, yeah. That's hmm. prob. And the Mets were like, no, we can pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give you Ahmed Rosario. And we'll give you uh, who was the shortstop that replaced him uh, that they traded to. They gave him two major league ready players yeah. who have ton who and have, a couple prospects as well. Yeah. But no, I think it was that, just the hold up I, I was think money. That the reason why the Mets pulled the trigger finally was because they had some kind of not necessarily agreement in place, but like, hey, would you be open to talking about it? Yeah, same kind of thing with Mookie in LA. It's like right. when you trade for like an icon, you do what is necessary, and the Mets are clearly prepared to do that, and I think they're going to do it with Springer. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like. We're not talking about, like, us three, like, oh, can we afford a new car right now? It's fucking billionaires and... Right. Steve, the difference between Steve Cohen and Bob Castellini is vast. Steve Cohen is a billionaire hedge fund investor, while Castellini inherited grocery stores. Yeah. Sure. Like, produce. A produce, like, company. Two very Yeah, so why doesn't he produce a winning team? Come on! Hold on! Yeah. Come on, let us win. <laughs> yeah, let us, let us. Hey, hold us. on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. God, I hate it here. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get a fart drop, man. Oh, I wish I could program these to be different things, or I get a USB hookup that has different drops. You're almost there. there. You have, you have the corn. It all, it all, it all comes down to the how hard you smack it against your forehead. Yeah. You really got to go for it. Yeah, you really have to nail it. I was going to use that as the picture for the to promote the pot. If you I, just I'll send you the one I took earlier. Perfect. That'll work. Corn dildo, a gift that keeps I, on giving. I think that we've covered all of our bases here. Feel pretty covered. So would you say that we're rounding, rounding third, third and heading for home? Lee, do you, what do you want to promote? <laughs> Not much, dog. <laughs> Not much, baby boy. Uh, promote, uh, promote. I don't know, calling your friends. That's a good Trying one. Trying to stay positive. Here's what I promote. This sounds so hippy-dippy. Um, try to get your bare feet onto the ground. Get out there. Try to get your bare feet 
in the grass somewhere, get it on the earth, get it in the dirt. It feels good. I love that. Yeah. I love to see it. It's a little meditation. Uh, I'm going to kind of piggyback off you. I'm going to promote running. Uh, I hated running. I then hate uh, running. when I was in Atlanta, I didn't have a ton of time to work out, so I just forced myself to start running. Very much enjoy just not being on my phone, not talking to anybody. Just go for a run and get lost in your thoughts. And then my app tells me, like, it's been a mile, it's been two miles, it's been three miles. Just let it go and get lost in your head and work through some shit while you're sweating. Then get home and eat a big meal. excellent. That's nice. Yeah. Little rudder's high. Yeah, it's great. And then you just feel like a fucking maniac for the next two hours. Charged up. Yeah, just juiced. Ready to roll. Like Trevor Bauer in a playoff game. <laughs> Fuck yes. Do you do the tomahawk chop the whole time you're running? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, coming out, I don't know. I'm in talks with with, uh, with Andrew. It's either going to be the end of this month or the middle of February. Bond with Friends is coming. Two of the episodes are recorded in the can. Uh, there will be two more recorded Monday and Tuesday, very exciting. So that means I've got a full month in the can, so then we'll be ready to launch. So check out that coming to your ears soon. We'll also plug it on the page's Instagram. And then my hippy-dippy thing is um, just get out of bed and set small, tiny, obtainable goals for yourself so you feel like you've accomplished something. Yeah. If you if your only goal for the day is to get out of bed, it's nice to just scratch that off and say that you did it. Done, did it. And you got hey. the, the whole day ahead to like whatever happens is a positive at that point. Exactly. So make small obtainable goals your bitch. I have another thing to plug. Plug it, baby. I will Venmo fifty dollars to anybody that eggs Andrew Stevens' house. Wow, that's a that's a big ask. I like that. Damn, yeah. dude, I'd do it for fifty bucks. Get, get, let's go to New Orleans. Do you want to leave Friday? I get off at 5. Yeah. We'll get in the car. We'll drive down to New Orleans. It's only a 14-hour drive. Yeah, far. we'll be there like Saturday morning. Yeah, we egg his house, get back in the car. Turn come around, drive back. Yeah. yeah, and I'll pay for gas, apparently. Yeah, yeah, and you get one tank of gas on the way down. That's it. <laughs> you got to make one tank 50 work. 50 bones. I'm into it. Well, Danny, thank you for coming. Glad to have you back, So guy. good to see you, It's boys. good to be back. You're, you're going to be here fairly often, I feel. I am in Cincinnati indefinitely. Unless somebody, after listening to this, decides to hire me to work for them in D.C. <laughs> there you go. Uh, thank you to Armchair Media for being our podcast dad. Thank you to Bet Online for being our premier online betting sponsor and Yay. making the Reds the number one in odds for them to win the NL Central. Love that. And thanks to Live CBD and Travis Pastrami for hopping on board. And uh, thanks to Corn Beef for existing. And as always, go Red Lights. Stay nasty. <laughs>